0: Come me show me what
1: I need to see Welcome to the Small Victories podcast. I'm your host Pauline Victoria, an inspirational thought leader that offers transformational perspectives based on my unique experiences as a woman born without arms and legs. I feel like my life has been full of small victories that has led me to discover The greatness within I believe that there is no summit upon which we reach our greatness I believe it is a culmination of small victories achieved moment by moment when we turn toward the inward battle where we get to choose despair or hope misery or miracles defeat or victory my goal is to awaken your potential your purpose and your power so that you can discover the greatness that lives within you Think of this podcast as your weekly portion of tools, stories, and teachings that help you reflect on the small victories in your life. Thanks for tuning in and let's begin. Thanks for joining another episode of the Small Victories podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria. Wayne Dyer said, we are not human beings in search of a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings immersed in a human experience. Even though we may not always be able to experience the spiritual realm with our five senses, we can view our experiences from a spiritual perspective, even those circumstances that we view as negative. What if the current events of today, specifically the pandemic, are part of the process in moving humanity toward a higher place? In this episode, we'll be talking with Ulis Carlson, an international author with her autobiography, The Journey Home to My Heart. And the transformational book "Holy Fuck and Sacred Water: The Secret Connections to Everything." Ulis is also a yoga therapist, trainer, spiritual teacher, and soul realignment practitioner, with more than twenty-eight years of experience of various holistic disciplines. She is a well-renowned teacher. Ulis, thanks for coming on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our heartfelt uh, talk. Thank you for having me, Pauline. You're very welcome.
1: I am honored to have you. I love these kinds of conversations where we can look at our lives from a very different perspective. I was going to say higher perspective, but I don't know if that's necessarily the right word that I'm looking for, but we are going to be going into the spirituality realm And anytime I get an opportunity to talk about that, I'm excited. So thanks for being on the show. I want to dive right into uh, who you are, what got you on this path, and then we'll go from there.
2: Thank you. (laughs) So I just have to mention, I was on a pod like one week ago, and we talked for two hours and he asked me the same question. And then we talked and we talked and we talked and I described what I do. And then, you know, after the two hours, so he came back to the first question. So who are we truly? So yes, we are souls having human experiences. And as you read from Wayne Dwyer, and I have not always been aligned with who I am at a soul level, I have been very disaligned. And my sort of awakening into my spirituality was when I was depressed and suicidal and also burned out here in Sweden where I'm from it's very common to have depression or to be burned out and from the yogic perspective as being a yogi there are multiple reasons why we have so much of it here but nevertheless I was there and I found myself not wanting to live my life anymore I wanted to end it uh, even though that I had two small children and I was considered to be happy I looked happy on the outside uh, but my inside was chaotic and as I said I was depressed and so I had a long sort of awakening spiritually and sexually and also the way I see it, this awakening is for you to be more aligned with who you are at the soul level. So also to retrieve bits and parts of yourself or myself in this case that I've left scattered all over the place. So uh, with many, many years of sleeping disorders and many years of being burnout, I finally was sort of in a crossroads where I had to choose either if I continue to live the way that I have done up till now, then life is not an option, then I will die. Or I need to start to navigate through life differently. I need to change my mindset. I need to change my life, my behaviors, everything that was familiar to me, I... I, needed to to change in order to be more aligned and to come back to myself so the first book uh, as you said Pauline is my autobiography it's called 247 a.m the journey home to my heart where I only slept 15 minutes per night for a very long time leaving me so separated from myself and from my purpose and the essence of who I was so that's why I needed to start my journey. And it was not something that I did on a conscious choice, but I was guided by my soul. I know this now. I didn't know it at the time. It was very unpleasant. It was so much pain and suffering and what I went through. So no, I don't think anybody wants to do that consciously, that choice that I had to do. So, Yeah,
1: you know, in, in hearing you speak, It reminds me of when I am in places or certain times in my life where I literally feel like I'm spiritually dying. And I don't know if you're listening to this right now, if you have felt that, like physically on the outside, everything's going good, but inside you just feel like you are slowly crumbling and dying and losing who you are. And so I hear what you're saying. It seems to be at those times when we're going through, like you said, your soul led you and it was painful and it was hard. Why does it have to be that way? And why does it seem to always kind of be in that order, like pain, suffering, like hell on earth inside your body and your soul. And then it it opens up to this greater awakening. So I guess I have twofold question. One, does it have to be that way? And two, why is it that it seems to be that way for not only yourself, but myself and, and a lot of others?
2: So the first answer to your question, I don't think it has to be that way. But it seems to me from my own personal experience and also by working with thousands of people around the world that it is the soul's divine expression to experience the polarities. So it's like the soul's evolution in itself to experience all these experiences that we do have. So I'm actually right now writing a a new book about the soul and the soul that is the divine spark, the divine consciousness from source. And as source has limitless and infinite possibilities, as do we as human beings. And I always have this free will. So my experience is that many of us unconsciously, by the free will chooses, we choose to have these hard experience where we can transform our inner darkness our inner shadows into more love and light but I don't think it has to be like that but it's my experience that it seems to be like that for many of us so that was the first part of the question and the second part of the question was and why is that I think I already mentioned it like as We are souls in human bodies, and this body of ours is in the lowest density. It is in the third dimensional. So our bodies are third dimensional, which means that the energy, the frequency here is the lowest. It's very dense, right? So even though that my soul is within me, like my body is the temple for my soul, everything that I... Am guided by through my soul, I need to make it embodied. So, all these choices that I can have from my soul that is connected to divine source, I need to make these actions and these choices that are um, um, being embodied, right? So, the soul cannot do anything in the human body. I mean, the soul is like a free spirit, free energy. So, We are being reincarnated into these physicalities, these bodies to experience what it is to be a human being with love and heartbreaks and ups and downs. That's a natural part of life. And we have all these polarities within the third dimension within our bodies. We have access to love and light, to yin and yang, to masculine and feminine, to light and shadows right and the more we experience it the the greater is also the experience for the soul do you see what i'm getting at so as a yogi we believe that energy never dies energy is just transforming into different shapes and forms so from previous lifetimes when i have died the essence of my soul has moved on through different bodies, different lifetimes, different experiences. Like we all have been perpetrators in previous lifetimes, soldiers, we all have been victims, right? So, and in this time, every lifetime, the soul is striving for its own evolution. And this is also from the yogic perspective, what we can see what is going on in the world today. Like here we are, we have been living in a lot of fear for many hundreds of years, fears, scarcity, lack of, and this mentality that is stored within our three dimensional bodies. This energy is very dense. It's very dense, right? So we need to transform the density. We need to transform the darkness to higher vibration of light, to high vibration of consciousness. And that's how we are being guided by the soul. So everything that we experience in the inner realms and also the outer realms with what is going on right now with this pandemic that is global, it is just for our soul to wake up and to realize that the way that we have been living for thousands of years, it is not sustainable. It is not sustainable for who we are as a human race. It is not sustainable for Gaia, for this planet that we live upon. So we need to increase our vibration, increase our consciousness. We need to vibrate at the high level. And that's why we are having these global awakenings to see how we are navigating through what is going on with scarcity, mind control, manipulation, etc., etc. So... My natural question then is how do we do that? How do we transform lower states of consciousness into higher states of consciousness? Yeah. So my own personal experience and also my professional experience is that there are no shortcuts. There are no you know, quick fixes. Everything that we have experienced in this lifetime and previous lifetimes is stored within our bodies. It is the information of it is stored within our cells, within our DNA. So we need to move the focus from outer rems, a new kitchen to renovate, a bigger car, more money on the bank, whatever, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Bigger boobs. <laughs> we need to <laughs> withdraw the focus and the attention that we put on the outer rems inwards, to move inwards and to be your own witness of everything, the 95% that is our subconscious or unconscious mind that is stored within the body. This means basically that we have to witness all the suppressed emotions, the traumas, the stress that we have suppressed and not expressed. So when we witness it, and we allow these energy in motion, these emotions to move through us, that's how we transform our inner darkness to light. If you have stored a lot of fear, so to speak, you have been through many traumas and many situations, and with many people that has caused you a lot of fear, But you have distracted yourself from the fear. You have kept yourself busy mentally or physically running around in in matrix, doing, doing, doing. So you keep yourself distracted from acknowledging or from feeling these fears. But the only way that I experience it and that I see it, that you have to transform the fear by feeling the fear, being in the fear. And if you have a lot of sorrow stored, you have to be in the sorrow through the sorrow. Like you cannot transform it by making positive affirmations or by running a bit extra in matrix or to do more weightlifting on the gym or whatever that it is that you do. You really need to transform the essence of the energy that is stored within its origin, so to speak. Does it make sense?
1: Yes, I appreciate what you're saying because I'm a big believer of allowing yourself to feel the feelings. So I know in my life, I've had a lot of ups and downs. And as I was growing up, being in a body that's so different from everybody else without arms and legs, and especially going through those puberty years, the teenage years and trying to find yourself in relation to everybody else and in the world. I would say that was where my soul awakening process started and it may not have looked like what you were going through, but I did have suicidal thoughts. I felt disconnected. I was getting a lot of sleepy, not like you, but, (laughs) but I felt a lot of the pain. And even now as an adult, it may not be as intense as it used to be, but there are times when I'm triggered by something very small And I can spiral down fairly quickly, but I allow myself to feel it. And that's something I encourage a lot of people to do is feel it so you can process it and then move through it in a way that doesn't allow you to stay there, but for you to be able to at least honor those feelings.
2: Exactly. And like human beings, all all we want to, to do or to be, we want to be seen, we want to be acknowledged, and we want to be loved, right? So this is like the essence of being a human being. We want to be seen, we want to be acknowledged, and we want to be loved. And it's the same with the emotions. Emotions is energy in motion. But we in the Western society, we are not trained or taught to let all the emotions just to pass through We are labeling that, you know, I want to have this emotion, I want to have happiness, I want to feel joy. So these emotions are better, so to speak, than being angry or being frustrated or being in fear. And that means that there is not this flow through our bodies, through our filters, that the emotions can flow freely. And these emotions, I call them frozen emotions, they they cause stagnations and blocks. And when you have stagnation and blocks within your body, it makes the energy not moving the way it it shall. And eventually you can get sick, like all these sort of stress related diseases that we have in Western societies, like burnouts, depression, sleeping disorders, anxiety, like even cancer. From the yogic perspective, this is just energy blocks, right? Which we consciously or unconsciously, probably most unconsciously, have stored because we didn't have the time or the energy or the knowledge how to dissolve these emotions in situation when we experience like a trauma or a stress or whatever. So this means that all these emotions within us are stuck and eventually a stuck emotion become like a symptom or an illness, physical, mental, or emotional. And Because we are energetic beings. So that means that the energy needs to flow freely. Everything needs to flow freely. And the way I see it is that each and one of the emotion is different type of consciousness. So your body is like the filter that filters different kinds of emotions through you. But if we don't allow it, then it gets stuck. And when the energy is not flowing freely, not only do we get sick, we don't have flow in life. We don't have access maybe to the flow of sexuality, to the flow of money, because everything that we see, everything that we think, everything that we do, everything that we are is pure energy.
1: So... If we look at today's current events and globally, it's the pandemic, but there are lots of other things that are happening. How would you advise someone who may have been manipulated by the current circumstances to embody the fear, like be afraid of your neighbor, be afraid of going outside, be afraid of touching one another. You know, I've intentionally chosen not to give into that, or believe that in a way. And then I'm not saying that I don't believe in the pandemic. I'm saying I'm choosing to not live in the fear of it and be manipulated by the powers that be. But some people may, because they're not aware yet of their soul consciousness. And so what advice or words of guidance would you offer them?
2: So the way I see it, and as you say, Pauline, we are in the midst of this global awakening where we have been living in really low consciousness, like thousands of years. We have been scared of this and that. We have been scared of God. We have been scared of life and death. We have been scared of different kinds of religious or people who are different. So there's so many things. And we have lived from a fear-based or lack-based perception. And with what is going on that is causing a lot of fear, that is actually a very low consciousness that is going on. So if you can just observe it, that this is the global shadows that is playing out, the global fears, the global control and manipulation, global greed that each and one of us have stored within our own bodies, so what I do and what I always work with is like everything that I see out there like now I see this pandemic or whatever you like to call it scamdemic pandemic <laughs> uh-huh. so that means that you have to move the focus inwards and transform everything every fear that you have consciously or unconsciously stored so you have to face your fears literally Because if you do so, you liberate a lot of space for you to see things differently in another light, in another perspective. So what is going on plays out in really low frequencies. And the paradox is that it makes us to be in the body, right? We become scared of this or that. We are scared of the vaccine. We are scared of not taking the vaccine. You know, so it causes this divide, which is also this low frequency, and it's like a downward-moving spiral. So first we have to transform our inner shadows, our inner darkness, our inner wounds, and with a lot of shadow work. And I also, in my line of work, do with the breath and soul realignment readings, for instance, to clear your soul from these unconscious patterns that is still playing out in your life today. And then you're wondering, why do I always attract this kind of relationship? Why don't I feel happy? Why do I always attract these negative things? Because we have programs, we have been programmed for thousands of years. So to just move the intention inner, to to yourself, to transform your inner shadows and to raise your consciousness and to see that this is what it looks like to transform the human collective on a soul level. This is what it looks like that we have to raise above this vibration. But I cannot only do it like mentally. Do you know what I'm saying? I cannot only do it on a mental plane because I do live like my soul lives in the physical body. So that's why it needs to be embodied. I need to transform my inner fears, my inner worries, so I can have this clarity, this higher frequency, higher vibration where I can look through all the bullshit that I have surrounded myself with and that we are being surrounded with. Because if the low frequency are here, like fears, scarcity, worries, and you vibrate up here. There's no way you vibrate higher, faster. You have more access to to more consciousness. So that's why we, as a collective, need to move up there. Does it make sense?
1: Yes, I understand. So the work must be done on an individual basis, so the collective yes. together can be raised together.
2: Yes, exactly, okay. exactly. So-
1: I'd like to anchor things in practices or tips that people can start implementing in their life because a lot of this kind of conversation can be over people's heads. If it's the first time they're hearing this, this is not the first time I'm hearing this. So I understand, but words like shadow work and raising your vibration and understanding again, going full circle back to your story you were in a place of very low frequency and vibration. Yes. The point where you no longer even wanted to be in this body and on this planet. But you also understood later that it was part of a process to help you awaken your soul yes, or awaken you to your soul. Yes. And I feel like, we're kind of in the same process right now, collectively. Like this is the muck. This is the yucky stuff that no one wants to go through. This is the place where, you know, suicide rates are high. Depression is high anxiety. I feel like everybody around me has now anxiety, you know, whatever that looks like. And so that's, what's globally happening collectively. We're all going through the muck together. Yes. Um, And I do understand that in order for us to raise it together, it takes each of us to do our part inside.
2: Yes, exactly. I I can take an example from what is going on. The way, like when I was depressed, I had anxiety attacks, I had eating disorders, I had sleeping disorders, I was burned out, I only slept 15 minutes per night with this horrifying and terrific dreams where I was being murdered every night so I was being offered pills and medications for depression for anxiety for sleeping disorders for this and that and the easy part would have been for me to just swallow those pills to take the medications like a salvation from the outdoor realms to heal me or to guide me sort of but I'm also a physiotherapist. And I know that the symptoms that I had was just symptoms of a deeper cause, root cause. And I wanted to be healthy again. I just don't want to suppress the symptoms or to navigate the symptoms. So what, is, what made me so sick and so depressed? I wanted to connect to the root cause. And that's why I didn't take the outer salvation. I needed to move into myself and to really look at my old wounds, how I have behaved towards myself, my patterns, my beliefs, my actions towards myself and others. And these deep traumas that I've had also, you know, as human beings, we all have more or less a lot of traumas. They can be small traumas. They can be Trauma that I come home to my parents with a drawing and they never have time to look at my drawing because they're always busy, 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 they're not present. This makes you not seen, not acknowledged, and not loved, as we talked about. So it doesn't have to be big scenarios like incest, traumas, rapes, war, etc. etc. But if you have these small Traumas on an everyday base, something happens to you. you are under the illusion that you' are not worthy, perhaps, or that you are not loved for who you are, that you have to maybe do a bigger drawing or write a book or to perform or to have higher scores in your test. These illusions are that the salvation is out there. You know Somebody can save you, but the fact is that you are your own savior and your own creator. So to move in and to look at all these things where you can be the witness, so all your emotions are seen, acknowledged, and loved. And from there, you can transform those shadows or wounds, traumas, those lower states of consciousness into higher states of consciousness. So it is always an inside job, but you can always take somebody's hand, you can have somebody there that is with you through the process you can have somebody that have been through the process themselves so there are always people that have done this or gone on the same path as you before you you don't need to do this by yourself but nobody else can change your circumstances right so that's why we say that happiness is an inside job and as a soul with a free will, we get to choose. And apparently my soul and many souls that have had these kind of awakenings, we needed to experience one polarity to transform it so we can be an experience in the other polarity. So uh, I don't know if that's answer your your question, but everything that I want to do and see all the changes that I want to have in the world, starts with me.
1: Like Gandhi said, be the change you want. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know for myself, at my lowest, most darkest hour, that is when I felt closest to God.
2: Yes. And that is the evolution of the soul. Like, just imagine, Pauline, if all of us always stays in our comfort zone right? So what happens in the comfort zone? Nothing. Nothing happens. There's no growth. There's no evolution. There's no new ideas. There's no new movement. So if everybody was to stay in the comfort zone, nothing would ever evolve or grow. So from divine chaos comes divine order.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: sometimes we need to be in, in the chaos, in the dark night of the soul. To transform, And if you only stay in the middle where it's good enough, where you're sort of always paddling water or keeping the, the head up on the surface and you find that this is manageable, this is good enough, eventually the soul will lead you into situations or to events that you will have to make a choice because the choice is always about evolution. So what we see now in the outer world is just an evolution of our human collectiveness and our soul. Because what we have been doing for thousands of years, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable how we treat ourselves, how we treat others, wars, these thousands of years of history of wars that we have had, and how we pollute Gaia and Mother Earth. And that's also why we write it in, holy fuck And sacred water, the sacred connections to everything. So we write all the way from cellular level, from the individual perspective, all the way to the meta perspective, like out through the universe and then back. And so this book is is here to aid the ascension process that we are in. And when I say the ascension process, I'm not just talking about the upper going flow, the, the masculine flow, the ascending flow. I'm talking about also to move with the descending flow, the feminine flow, the yang and the yin, and they connect in the heart. Mm. So when we transform our shadows, when we move from our headspace, Down, we descend into our bodies, into our hearts. That's the mature, the conscious feminine essence in each and one of us, whether we are, you know, in a female body or a male body. And this world that we have lived in here in the Western societies, we have not been in our hearts. We have not been from the space of love. We have come, as I said, from fear-based or lack-based perspective or narratives.
1: Yeah. And
2: that brings up a
1: whole other aspect of this combination of feminine and masculine and I know that's a whole other conversation that is important to acknowledge and I especially I feel like these days in the current climate the masculine even though probably pre- before this time the feminine was pushed down or like was yes. considered not as valuable as the masculine energy. And now I feel like the opposite is happening where the masculine energy is being attacked. It's like, don't tap into that energy. And so like, there's this pendulum swing of dismissing feminine. Now it's like pendulum swing back to dismissing masculine, but it's important to embrace both energies within each of us as human beings. Do you want to say anything about that and anything else that we didn't cover in this short conversation, which I know, like you said, could go on for hours. Uh, (laughs) I just do want to take a few minutes to acknowledge the importance of feminine and masculine.
2: Yes. So I kind of agree with you and and then kind of not because it's not, the way I see it, it's not like the pendulum moving from one side to another. It is again going from low frequency, low energies Mm. of both the feminine and the masculine into higher states of consciousness of the feminine and the masculine. And like an example of lower an unconscious or immature essence of feminine could be manipulation. And if you consider the way what is going on today, how many of us might have been manipulated. So that is the unconscious, the immature essence of the feminine, right? And then we have the unconscious or immature essence of masculine. So there are many different shapes and forms of the immature. So this is not the the only essence of the immature feminine or the immature masculine. This is just one example, right? And one example of the immature and unconscious masculine could be the greed. And what do we see in the world today? What is going on in the world today? We see manipulation and we see greed. So that's the combination. But to be able to, see this in the outer realms, if I, if I see it in the outer realms, that means it's only reflecting what I have myself in my inner realms. So if I see that there's a lot of manipulation and greed outside, that means that me too have manipulation and greed within me. So I need to move inwards to observe it, to see it, acknowledge it and to love it so I can transform it into more consciousness into more love and light right and then we have the conscious feminine like one of the essence as i said is being from the heart space from love and compassion from love of your choice of your body and if i am from this love space then i don't force myself upon somebody else so that's from the fear-based or lack-based perspective So if I come from the love space, then there's no need for this manipulation and greed and to force myself upon somebody else or to abuse anybody else. But we also need the essence of the masculine, the conscious masculine, which is the clarity like a sword that can cut through all the bullshit that I've been surrounding myself with, all the unconscious bullshit that is surrounding me. So we need both the feminine and the masculine, and they connect at the heart. The ascending and the descending flow connect at the heart. So that's why I find it so important to work with the body and with the breaths to move in to your own wounds and your own traumas to resolve them so you can be free inside. You have a bigger space for a higher consciousness inside of you.
1: That sounds like something I and hopefully many other people can recognize that they need
2: that's what the collective need. The individual need it. Uh, And when each, you know, individual at the time changed their own perception, then that's how we change the collective consciousness as well. Yeah. I
1: think that's why, even though the world is so vast and there are so many people, each one of us is so significant. I was watching a documentary and They went through, it was about the current state of the world and how they were going through like food supply and the pandemic and all these different things that's happening in our physical realm, the outer realm. And at the end of the movie, he says, understanding that the outside is just a reflection of what each of us as individuals have been producing. Exactly. We also have the power to change it.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: And and that's where I feel this is so important because, you know, we we are all in a place of empowerment, and that we all have a part to play. Each of us so so very important and essential to contributing to the next evolution of the global awakening. And so I want to thank you so very much, Ulis, for coming on. Are there any other final words before we conclude this interview?
2: Yeah, just remember you're not alone. To start to become aware of your breaths, your conscious breath is a good way to start. And also that we are all entangled. We are all connected. So we all feel what is going on in the collective field, regardless if we know that we do or not. So, everything that you feel is also enhanced by the collective field. We're going to make it, everything will be good in the end. And if it's not good, it's not the end. We mm. just need to do our inner job uh, that starts with each and one of us so we can broadcast this new vibration and new energy out to the collective. And that's how we change the collective consciousness, one soul at a time.
1: Beautiful. Ulis, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You know, you being here, you doing your part and working and getting the word out there that this is all part of a larger process and that you can help individuals do their part is so important. And I want to thank you for showing up and doing your work because it's not easy you know, maybe I'm not as evolved as you, but I have gone through my own evolution. And I feel like there's still so much more room to grow and elevate.
2: Exactly. And thank you for having me. And thank you for listening. And remember, you are the change. Thank you. Thank you. Here are this episode's
1: takeaways. Emotions are energy in motion. The changes that you want to have in the world start with you. From divine chaos comes divine order. The outer realm is just a reflection of what each of us as individuals has been producing, and it is important that we recognize that we have the power to change it. If it's not good, it's not the end. In this time and in every lifetime, the soul is striving for its own evolution. And thank you to the listener for enjoying this episode of the small victories podcast, trust the process. This is what we're often told when we feel uncertain or out of control, understanding that there is a process and that there's something bigger at play can give us a peace about surrendering and releasing our control to a higher power. And I believe it is in this space where we can end suffering, trust the process and know that you are victorious thanks for tuning in and until we meet again be blessed
0: angel of light come into me show me what i need to see you are my path way into the night lead me from shadows to smell